episode 300 of the Global From Asia podcast. It's a double or triple header here. It's my birthday. I'm in a quarantine. We're launching a new platform and another story of a foreigner sleeping on his doorstep in China. All in today's show. Action packed. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Man, so I'm in this little apartment in a quarantine here. Last week I gave you the story when I was still on the bus, so I didn't talk to you about being in a quarantine. I'm always confused, I make too much content, but we have my uh, personal mics blog.com stuff and I have the videos of my life there and my life and my business have been really overlapping. So if you look at last week's show, globalfromasia.com slash lockdown, you will see the videos I've made in the last couple of weeks. Alvin, our amazing podcast and video editor. I got to meet him in Behold again. We've met a couple of times now. Make that all happen, as well as our team, like Cheryl and everybody, LJ, getting the show, show online. So this is number 300. I've always been wondering what to put on episode 300. You know, it's a milestone. 300 of shows. Three times 100. 300 shows. That is a lot. And that doesn't even count the e-commerce gladiator series we did for a while. It doesn't count China Business Cast podcast, which just hit episode 100 as well. It doesn't count uh, a lot of different podcasts and content, Alpha Rock Capital, all this other stuff. This is just the interview series at Global From Asia. I hope you have been enjoying these, and I wonder how many of you have participated in listening to or hopefully enjoying, but it's also my birthday, and I'm going to be in quarantine on my birthday. Maybe I'll have a birthday party. This show will go online March 31st, 2020. My birthday is on Thursday, April 2nd. Almost 40. I'll be 39. 39 years old. And I will be in a quarantine. It's not so horrible, honestly. It's just like a three-star hotel in a, a little bit chilly Shenyang, China, and Dongbei, Northeast China. So I'll be celebrating it in this little room. My wife is able to deliver stuff, which is almost a bad thing because I'm running out of space. There's just so much food and clothes and tools and things coming here. I have like a cooking set now for my eggs. She gives me a bunch of raw eggs. We also get food to let, they give us three meals, but for those that know me, I'm on the no carb kind of thing or the slow carb diet, the four hour body Tim Ferriss thing. So she gets the beans for me and the nuts and some veggies but I can kind of pick out some stuff from the food that they actually deliver me here but it's not so horrible I have one window and it looks like a normal life outside of outside of my window everybody's outside seems like business is kind of back to normal everybody's just got a mask on so I'm just stuck here till April 5th so it'll be a little bit of a late birthday but at least I'll get to see my my kids since early January that I haven't seen them over three months or so and uh, it's just been a really intense time for all of us. I know everybody in the whole world now is being affected by the coronavirus which we talked about a while ago globalformation.com slash coronavirus as far as the uh, e-commerce Amazon cross-border trade but it's gotten even crazier and we don't know there's rumors that the down or the shutdown or the not accepting of new packages of Amazon will go past April 5th. There's nothing verified that I've seen, but of course, unless you fit their um, essential supplies list, but um, it's just crazy times for all of us. So this one's going to be globalfromasia.com slash 300 C300. I hope we can use three numbers in the URL, but that will be the attempted URL, so you can check out the show notes. We got a double header of content, all right? I'll be honest, it's being honest, I've been trying to figure out, you know, how to do what I love to do and uh, make money doing what I love to do. It's, and I love doing this show. I love uh, sharing with you guys. I love creating content. I love interviewing amazing people. And 
we have been responding to this whole mask trading medical supply insanity and uh, it's driving me kind of nuts because there's so many people i mean I'm, we're trying to help so many people but it's just really hard with the overwhelming amount of communication required and i thought of something from a long time ago something that brought me to china in 2007 i thought of this idea to make a group buying help small buyers buy from a factory directly consolidate it all track it all clearly see the certifications and everything so since i've been locked in this quarantine i've been working on it and i'm building a tech team getting amazing people in the community involved in the ecosystem of the qc and the finding the factories and tracking the orders and uh, the shipping and we've done a few webinars if you're on an email list you would have gotten those invites we had some three of them <laughs> this week i might do more i mean i'm stuck in this room anyway so i can't have meetings but uh, the first part of this double header is going to be the webinar we did. We re I recorded a clip of it. I don't usually the way it works with webinars or these online calls is I kind of record the official stuff and then I turn off the recording for the the chats, which was really valuable. We we had like it wasn't a huge amount of people, but like 15 people on one of them, and there were some amazing experts there. I mean, from all different parts of this space. So what happened was we. We, uh, we really did like a mastermind brain, sh brain dump and sharing of how to make this work for everybody. And I hope my battery's not dying, but it seems like my battery might be dying on this. I hope. I hope we can finish this intro. I have to ask my wife to buy me more of these little batteries for this Lapel mic. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to blab too much. I talk about this in the webinar recorded, so you can hear that in the next section. And then after the webinar recording uh, audio, I will have a guest, Russell Morgan, who I met in Guangzhou many years ago. We've been kept in touch through groups and social media. And uh, he, his story of getting stuck and sleeping outside of his own apartment building because of the virus and uh, the quarantines and they wouldn't let him in and sleeping in an airport bench because they wouldn't let him go into a hotel in Guangzhou. It's uh, it's getting nuts, honestly, and I uh, want to share that story too. So this is a double header podcast, episode 300, launching loadpipe.com, platform for small B2B orders to be consolidated to get factory direct pricing, specifically starting with this COVID-19 supplies, but then hopefully the plan is to expand more. And then after that, we will have Russell Morgan sharing about his getting sleeping on the streets of his apartment building and sleeping in a bench in the airport. Going And now he's back in L.A., America. So hopefully you guys all enjoy this. I'll uh, see you on the other side of the show. Okay, save the date. Crossbordersummit.com, Thailand, 5th annual. We are still trying to hold it November 19th and 20th, 2020. So, you know, keep it on your calendar. I know I'm in lockdown in China and everything is kind of like frozen and all around the world and flights are not going anywhere. So it's a little hard to tell you to buy an early bird ticket. So we're not opening tickets, but it's more like save the date. It's the highlight of my year. I mean, even though it's my birthday right now, it's uh, maybe after my birthday, it's one of the highlights of my year. I used to keep it in April, but now it's only in November. We are doing it in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Two days, full event of speakers, amazing networking, amazing people. We always try to have some special deals as well. If you're a super fan, you can come to our VIP mastermind before or stay for our private three-hour workshops with some of our experts for an additional fees. Uh, but definitely keep this on your calendar, November 19th and 20th in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It'd be great to meet you in person and a great way to support the community and of course meet these amazing people in our community. Thanks so much and I hope to see you there. I hope we can do it. Okay, so I think most of you are familiar faces, but I just always have my intro on these. So Global From Asia, we started as a podcast back in 2013 to, honestly, it was about Hong Kong business to help people learn about Hong Kong company setup and uh, banking and operating their international business from Hong Kong but of course the world has changed quite a bit since then and we also are um, expanding of course Amazon's been hot we are always about cross-border e-commerce cross-border trade from Asia and the world and we have podcast videos events which of course 
events. Well, this is an event, right? And of course, we have our membership where you can get insights and, and more of these. We usually do these for private for um, for the uh, GFA VIPs. But today and uh, the last few weeks have been very different for all of us. So we're always trying new things. And uh, this is just some of the things we do. We, we always appreciate your feedback. And uh, you know, usually we do it in, this, in, a, in an event, in a place, and we have these private forums, and we do these kind of calls where we have people from all around the world uh, dialing in and sharing. I really want you guys, I know you want to listen, but I also really uh, depend on you to engage. That's what makes these different than like a podcast or a video is the people on the call we want to share. So I know some of you have some questions and input already, so, uh, so we can do that. Just Put some pictures here. Also, keep in mind, Cross Border Summit is still on the agenda. I mean, of course, right now we're all, in, I'm in literally in a quarantine lockdown in China right now. I didn't expect to, uh, nobody expected to be in lockdown, but I didn't even expect to be in China right now. But still, uh, save the date, November 19th and 20th in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It'll be our first time out of mainland China. And we, um, we have a great venue lined up and amazing speakers. So definitely keep that in mind. And that's actually one of our highlights of the year is just getting all these amazing people. We try to get everybody to know each other. Okay. And uh, I'm just looking at the chat too. So Magic Book, her name, uh, it's Alice from Sino Carry. And yeah, yeah, it's the first time you've dialed in. So thanks so much. Alice for joining us today. Um, I'm gonna just jump right in. So the story, let's go to the story. So it started with this letter I, I put out um, this morning in the WeChat groups and it'll be a newsletter going out in a couple of hours in a different format and it's also a video. It says, launching a group by Factory Direct platform during COVID-19 pandemic. So I wrote this this morning. As always, the world is going real. Honestly, it's been so challenging or changing. I, I think anybody on this call would agree with the trade war last year, the Hong Kong uh, uprising, whatever you want to call it, in between this, the virus, and other things. So. Obviously, where most of us are working at home now, we're 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 in lockdown. Where uh, you know businesses are closed, and people have been just asking for the keywords masks. But it's not just masks; it's it's um, all these different supplies from the the world's factory, which is still in China. And we are uh, seeing people in our various social media groups, and seeing people in uh, emails and. And social media to me, looking for these supplies and and just crazy amounts of uh, of things happening. Um, so we are, you know, watching this closely. And uh, for those that don't know, I used to do sourcing. That's how I first came to China. I first came to China in 2007 to buy products from uh, from factories. I was selling bar and kitchen supplies on uh, on eBay and my website. Back then, Amazon wasn't that big a deal, but we did have someone on Amazon. Um, and so that was since 2004, I've been doing e-commerce. So then when I got stuck in this quarantine and when I started seeing all these people going crazy about masks and supplies, it made me think about the old times, like the old sourcing days or the old China buying days when people had no idea what they were doing, right? I feel like so many people trying to buy these masks have no clue what they're doing, right? I don't know if you would agree with me, but I think there's people I never heard of buying from factories or, or uh, both that are living in Asia or China or, or Europe or US. Everybody's just trying to buy these things. Even the governments and overseas have no clue how to buy from these factories, right? And so we've already, heard, I don't know about you, but I've already been hearing stories of people getting getting ripped off or scammed, paying WeChat money or, or bank transfers and not getting the goods, getting blocked on WeChat or or uh, or bad quality. You know, it's just the whole classic stories. You know, we don't need to get so much into it. So it, it, in, when I got stuck in this quarantine, honestly, it really clicked in my mind. There was a, a project that I had been working on many, many years ago that, that took me to China. And the name is loadpipe.com. 
the idea is to help people because I'm a small buyer. I, I was always a small buyer. I was like an eBay seller, a website, you know, e-commerce seller. I didn't have these huge volumes from like uh, what normally people were buying from factories were. And so this is meant to be for small buyers like wholesalers or distributors that might not be able to hit the large numbers. And I'm seeing this happening in this industry right now, right? People need these supplies, but they're the factories are overloaded and then we don't know what factories even have capacity. We don't know what factories are real. Everybody's becoming a mask factory. So it just seems like this is the, the time to do this system. The main value I think of so many years for Global From Asia, we, I'll be honest, this, I think the main thing we've been building is content of course, but also community and trust. And I've been trying to find the right way to position it to, to, to better add value to the system, to the world, to the ecosystem, to the, uh, to the, uh, to the people in, in this network. And I think we, we should use this opportunity to start this, um, this system. Uh, you know, we think about SARS, we think about other kinds of tragic events or, or global events or recessions like PayPal was born when, the, uh, when there was recessions. I really believe that there's an opportunity to make something uh, great together and um, that's what I want to talk about today and, and those on the call I really hope can be uh, a significant part of that. So the idea is these factories are just, you know, I have this mask. Actually, it was James that helped me uh, in a WeChat. He saw me wearing the the wrong mask. I was wearing a anti-pollution anti-pollution mask. I don't know if you can see it, but I learned that this is not. And uh, Wendy also, my wife told me also that this is not a uh, going to help me protect me or protect others from the coronavirus. So. I switched to this one that I had. Um, actually, Mark from Off Rock Capital gave me this uh, in Manila when the volcano erupted. <laughs> That's how I got my first mask. Actually, when the volcano erupted was when the first time I wore a mask. So, people, these factories, you know, they're they're only looking at, you know, they're really taking advantage of us. I was talking to uh, Antoine and WeChat earlier. And he says, yeah, these factories are just not paying, paying attention to us or they just want big numbers or, or they already have enough customers now. And then there's people that never made a, a mask before that are becoming a mask factory or becoming uh, a factory of other of these medical supplies. So, so we're, we're looking to benefit everybody in our community to help you know, find the best factories at the best prices to help facilitate the best quality and the best delivery to our customers, uh, our, our buyers, people that need these products. Uh, for example, I have a friend, Andrew, in New York City, and he worked with me on Wall Street, actually at Deutsche Bank, and he messaged me on Facebook, and his wife is having a baby next week. And he is freaking out because there's lockdown and uh, all this emergencies. And so he's asking me, he wants to buy some kind of this equipment, some masks. He has no idea what it is. He has no idea how to get it. And he's just asking me, how does he buy this? Um, I'm getting tons of messages like this. And I, I want to make an easier system for these people to be able to get access to these to these products. So we are... Um, our basically putting the system together and it is uh, it is called load pipe actually this slide is I made this slide deck in 2008 <laughs> if you can believe that and it didn't have to change too much I don't want to really make up it's actually made meant to be a pitch deck um, but I think this can give you guys a good idea of what this is meant to be um, New York bar store was my e-commerce business I started and uh, yeah I started sourcing from from China because I was having trouble getting these products and uh, I wanted to help these companies get a supply chain system to be able to group by, to work as a community, to track their orders, to track the quality, to track the delivery and, uh, and basically make things, make things happen. Yeah, see I didn't update it. I, I, I thought I was going to launch this in 2008 Q4. <laughs> I just never knew when was the right time to launch it. So I just think I have all of the, I have code, I have systems, uh, I have business plans. So it 
basically is a third party mediator to help two parties get a job done without going to get, you know, basically getting to know you process. People are just rushing to buy from mask factories they don't know, they're just trying to wire money and they, um, we need to make milestones, we need to have negotiations, dispute resolutions, we need to have all these different service providers which are in our community from sourcing companies, logistics, brokers, warehouses, and, and all. So we, we are putting this all together in a system to allow you to log in, to check, to check, your, to check your status of your systems. And uh, mostly this is for small buyers, um, small SMEs, to find a deal, make a deal, track the deal, and repeat the deal. And uh, I don't want to waste so much time. I'd rather talk to you guys today. But the main point is, is for buyers and sellers and agents Honestly, I respect the agent. I, I know a lot of you guys are in the sourcing and logistics, in, uh, and I, we need that. You know, We're not just trying to have buyers and sellers directly dealing with each other because they, they don't know how to do it. We need, we need this whole ecosystem of, of specialists. So we, we have a way to work with that, with that um, together. Um, this is a little bit more complex system. Also, I don't know if you guys know Chance Jiang. I don't know if Chance is on the call today. So Chance has been a speaker at our events, and uh, I met him at a startup weekend in Guangzhou in like 2011, maybe. I think 2011. And he's a skilled developer for a Chinese uh, team that does English and Chinese uh, development for WeChat. And he's on board to help develop this with us. Uh, I made a quick MVP. Um, and let me just show you really quickly the system and then I think we can talk about it. So this is a quick landing page. That's the video I sent yes this morning. And there's a group, there's the buyer, supplier, and service provider. And then there's a way to sign up. And I have a login already. I need another browser. So, so once you log in, there's a it's very simple right now. Honestly, this is just called an MVP, minimum viable product. I'm a, I'm a believer in the lean startup. I've so right now these are products we have from Andy Andy Church and Eno at Insight Quality. You've probably seen them in our community. So we have a few masks. There's a couple other products that they they have, and uh, they have given us pricing. This is on a 500 piece level. If you want to buy on a higher volume, the price can go down. And uh, these, these are um, three-ply surgical masks, just a standard blue. You can check the different measurements. Um, and they did a great job. They put together a spec sheet, and uh, it's very clear. Um, and you can, you can view all of this information right on the, on the page so that you can understand it's CE and FDA approved. Uh, there's HS code for, for your customs checking the payment terms, the size, the MOQ is 100,000 pieces. So yeah, that's, that's the whole point. That's what load pipe is here, right? So if you're, if you're only able or willing to buy 500 pieces, you would get this, this price. Um, we can discuss about lowering the price or bargaining, high, bargaining more, but at this level, if you wanna get a better price or you wanna buy more, Right now, it's a little bit manual. This is, honestly, I built this uh, just in WordPress with WooCommerce with some extensions and plugins. So you'd have to, I'd have to upgrade your account to a distributor level, and then there's distributor pricing. This is wholesaler pricing. And then there's no payment right now. It's, uh, it's bank transfer. So right now, by, by making the purchase of maybe the 500 or 1,000 or however many you wanna buy, you would then, make a deposit. A lot of people in the community have been getting, uh, we, it's a refundable deposit for a, re, re, rel, a real reason. But uh, we need to hold some money to make sure that everybody's committed to this order. And this would be ready in, in, uh, in April. We'd have to confirm this before the uh, end of March, March 31st. So this, these are the first three. I'm gonna add some thermometers uh, we, we want a $300 deposit that will be used to your order. And you can read this. The certificates are not provided because we, uh, we cannot reveal the factory until someone has made a commitment. I, I don't want to be 
And the other reason is we might have multiple factories. We would verify these. And for this deal, we would work with Insight Quality. And we would work, I believe I'm confirming with Fulfillment Bridge is a shipping company. But we could talk to others. I know Magic is here from Carry. I know there's other service providers that do logistics. We can talk to everyone. Uh, they've talked to us that says that they can they can do masks and masks can arrive in the US so long as it's less than five kilograms right now. So they said if it's a bigger order of more. So the way it would work with these masks, because there's some customs issues or there's there are some delays in the shipping, what these fulfillment companies and shipping companies have been telling us, I don't know if others have different feedback, is that there have to be smaller shipments. So if you did order that was more than three kg kilograms, it would need to be split into multiple child orders. And then that would be settled and quoted after. So, so this would be the basic idea. And then the community part is missing because I, I don't know how to develop that in this, in this current MVP model. But the point, once it's actually a complete system, you would be able to almost kind of like a, uh, a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, you would be able to comment and view the order as it happened and talk to the uh, vendor as a group so that we would all kind of know where we're going with this order and, uh, and ensure that it is delivered and it is completed. And uh, there would be, of course, some rating systems and feedback and history and credits that would be added on. This is a very basic system. It's basically a B2B shopping cart right now. But uh, talking to Chance Jung, our developer partner, and, uh, and one of his lead developers, he agrees to just make a very simple service. It's more about the community. It's more about the use case. So I think I am done discussing this right now. And I would love to have some input or questions from those on the call. That's this is the main idea. And then also we could do it as some people want to do donations. Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. This would be you have a you would buy it and it would have a shipping address. So if you want to ship it to a different uh, location, you would just uh, put in your order. If you're going to have multiple sh orders, I would suggest you make multiple checkouts and uh, make multiple transactions with a different shipping address for each. Tra oh, chances here. Cool. And Florian, great, thanks guys. Yeah, I know most people on the call, it's really great um, to talk to you. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed that little recording of our webinar and my story and my passion and I've been working on this day and night here in my quarantine in Northeast China. This can be part of the story, you know, I'm looking to raise money for this, I'm already getting investors, there's always been investors interested in what we're doing here. So we're working on that, hopefully everybody can uh, participate in one way or another, whether you're a buyer, whether you're a supplier, whether you're a service provider, we would love to kind of collaborate with everyone and kind of connect you into this pipe, this load pipe system. And now for the second part of this double header, Russell Morgan. Russell is amazing and uh, he shares. I mean, a lot of people I try to get on a show don't want to share these sensitive stories or, or, or what, and uh, he's willing to share. And I think you'll enjoy this one uh, too. And hopefully this never happens to you or me where we're sleeping on our streets of our own apartment building complex and airports because they're not letting us in because we're dirty foreigners. So let's, uh, let's dive into the second part of this double header. Enjoy. Okay, thank you everybody. We are, there's so many stories to share now. I'm sure I could go on for years with, uh, with stories, but I think it, I was uh, really, um, happy to connect, reconnect with Russell. Russell and I met back in Guangzhou so many years ago, right? I mean, yeah, uh, long time ago. Many, many years ago. And you've, you've been six, six, seven years ago. Yeah, at least six or seven years ago. So, so you have quite a story to share that I think is going to be interesting for listeners. Um, but before we dive in, do you want to give us all a little bit of introduction of, of yourself and, and what you do? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I uh, originally went to China to uh, to do import export. That was what I originally did. Um, I used to live in Taiwan before that. And, um, I studied at 
Taida. And so uh, when I went to China to, to begin import-export, I managed to land a big contract with a with a uh, spa company. So that was what my goal was to do is sell spas. And um, after two years of wrangling with that, it just didn't work out. And so kind of had to shift gears. And so I got into education and Okay. Uh, so now I'm. I actually own a company that does. Uh, we do um, software for education, and um, awesome. uh, our market is mainly the Chinese market, um, and it's a mobile application. So, great. Uh, it's a little different because we do something that is uh, what's called brain-based or cognitive. It's all based on cognitive education. So it's a little different than what most other people are doing. So. Okay. For as far as I want to hear the full the full story, but I, I I guess my what I heard was you know you you got you couldn't enter your own apartment in Guangzhou and you had to stay outside and uh, you know uh, that's about all I know and I, you were gonna tell me before but I'm like let's just hit the record button and and uh, I want to hear might as well let everybody hear at the right. same time because I have I'm curious as well. Well, I mean you know. You know, things change on the ground in China <laughs> by the minute sometimes. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so um, you know, I went to I went to the Philippines. I went to Cebu, oh, just like you did. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, only okay. my my intention. Yeah, my intention was to go over there and just have some some downtime. It was before really the virus exploded and everybody everybody knew what was going on. It was around uh, January twenty second. Okay. So I was in I was in Cebu, um, just enjoying myself, and and I, I I had scheduled myself to go back to Guangzhou around February third, okay. something like that, February sixth or seventh. And so that's what I ended up doing was I ended up going back to Guangzhou. And um, uh, on the on the seventh, and um, when I got there, there was no quarantine. There still was no quarantine. There was no restrictions. People were wearing masks, um, but you know, in general, it wasn't wasn't really that big of a deal. Then, then, and I started getting getting some messages in the wind if you will about you know restrictions coming up and things like that and you know i mean when when we hear that as foreigners it's like well hmm, mm -hmm. i better prepare and so i was really afraid of getting stuck in china yeah. that was what i was afraid of and so so i decided to go uh on the 10th i left and went to thailand Okay, just 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 to get out of China, so I went to Thailand and um, and while I was in Thailand, I thought I want to go to India and visit my programmer. You said before I went before I left for Thailand, I tried to fly from Guangzhou to India, and they canceled my flight at the last second because. They weren't. They weren't allowing anybody to fly from China to India. So, uh, just like you, how many flights did you have canceled? I three technically, and you know, fourth or fifth, I tried to buy but couldn't buy. But three canceled. Right, and, and so what I said, I thought, okay, well, I can go to I can go to Thailand. When I'm in Thailand, I can fly to India. So, I go. I, I book the flight. I head out to the airport. <laughs> And, and right as I'm walking to get onto the plane, they stop me and say, oh, wait a minute, you can't go. And I was like, why? And they said, well, we, we looked at your document. You were in China. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I'm not flying from China now, you know. So so they stopped me. <laughs> back. I'll book some more time in the hotel. My programmer ended up flying to to uh, Thailand to oh, meet with me, so that good. was good. That's good. Yeah, so that that all worked out. So, um, and then 
I I was gonna go. I said, okay, well, uh, I'll head back to I'll head back to Guangzhou um, around the third of March, okay, because my apartment, the lease as well was up on the fifteenth, okay, of March. So I thought, okay, I can go back, no problem. And um, so I contacted my secretary in China, and she checked everything, and they said, yeah, yeah, no problem. He'd just show up, and he can, you know, he's got to self-quarantine for about 14 days before he gets out of China. I said, okay, that's great. My flight comes in at uh, 2.30 in the morning um, in Guangzhou, and by the time I get to going to my gate in my community it was 3:30 about 3:30 unbelievable now i walk up there and all of the guards are outside of the gate and they stop me now these guys i know these guys i i talk to them all the time i see them all the time they know who i am they know me and the first thing they say to me is no 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 <laughs> I said, what do you mean, no? He says, no, no foreigner, no foreigner. Wait, (laughs) I live here. So, you know, after a little bit of conversation, I found out was they had changed the rules from that afternoon to that night. And now I had to have permission to get into my own apartment as a foreigner. Unbelievable. And... And so, so this was right before they started the little green thing on the green check yeah, on your the phone. Checks, yeah. They, they didn't even have they didn't even have that yet. What they what they had to have was they had to have permission from the local residency community people. And so, so I was like, well, how do we get a hold of them? <laughs> and so I called my called my secretary at three o'clock in the morning and she's like ah this is news to me so but they refused to let me in period just refused said no you cannot go in now you've been in china for a long time and you know that there are some hotels some hotels that will allow you to stay as a foreigner and many will not yep yep so I'm I'm out there at the end of line four, okay, and if you've ever tried to rent a hotel after 12 p.m. in China, yeah, it, midnight, it's it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible for a foreigner to rent a hotel room after that. So I was stuck. Unbelievable. I said, "Well, what am I going to do?" And the the guy just told me, "There's nothing I can do." So I pulled out my suitcase. I grabbed some clothes, wrapped them up, and laid down on the sidewalk. Unbelievable. <laughs> and I ended up, ended up sleeping there. And the guys were standing there, you know, watching me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at least they were securing you, hopefully, keeping you safe. But that's a nightmare. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's like most of the most... Uh, my experience in China has been always that that the Chinese people will, they can follow directions, but they're not real great on, you know, thinking, you know, thinking out logically some things. Mm-hmm. And so they were just doing their job following directions. That's Got all, it. you know. All right. Can't blame them. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. true, but yeah, they're, they're, the society's group born to just follow the rule. There's no exceptions or they can't make, yeah, they can't think outside <laughs> of the system. Which is sad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I I had uh, let's see. I had uh, one. I had two other flights canceled also that I had planned on going someplace, and every time it was like the count the the second leg would they would cancel the second leg on me. You know crazy. where I was going, and so yeah. So I finally. So when I got in. When I got in, they said, okay, well, you have to quarantine yourself 
you're not allowed to come out at all. And I was like, <laughs> what? I, I don't have anybody here. <laughs> Who's going to bring me food? And the local community said, well, we'll, we'll bring you food. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, all right. And so uh, I fortunately I had some things in my refrigerator I needed to eat. So I was able to cook for myself for the most part. That's good. Yeah, and, I don't have and, a stove um, here. Um, a couple of things, you know. Yeah. So I ate a lot of eggs. Nice. <laughs> I have a couple dozen here. That's nuts. All right. Yeah. Well, sorry to have hear you going through that. And and... Yeah. Uh, it's just life, you know. In the in the end, in the end, I had to get. I, I what I was trying to do was I. On the fifteenth, my my um, my uh, lease ended. Oh yeah. So what I was trying to do was get all of my stuff together, pack it up, and move it out. Yes. And just store it. Yes, yes. So I packed I packed all this stuff, and we hired somebody to come pick it up, and then, when at the last second, like the morning. <laughs> Of when I was supposed to move all of these things, yep. the local committee contacted me and said, "He's the the mover is not allowed into the complex." <laughs> I was like, "Really?" So you can put your stuff in there. How am I take... supposed to move all these things? Yeah, yeah. So you know, after uh, about. 40 minutes of talking with them, they finally, they said that you cannot move anything out of your apartment, even if you own it, without the landlord's permission. Hmm. And so we had to get the landlord to come over and okay us to move out. <sighs> and so then finally they came and loaded everything up I moved out, and I was out of there, you know? Okay. And so. Well, I'm glad you got it out now, of there. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was able to store everything, so that was okay. Um, but, but then I was going to go to the airport, so I went to the airport, and my flight for the airport didn't leave until the next day, Okay. So I talked to my secretary and she booked the room at the airport. Yeah. You know the you know the downstairs, the little the little room place, the really small rooms. I'm not And she her. verified everything, no problem. Okay. Yeah, it she verified everything, no problem, no problem. I get out to the airport the full day before my flight, okay? Cuz I have no place to go. I have no apartment now. I can't stay there. Yeah. So I just figure I'm going to get this up this room at the airport. I get out there, and I walk. I walk up, and I pull my out. And the first thing they start doing is no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I know the exact. Uh... No foreigner, no foreigner. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. My secretary just talked with you guys. Uh, this morning <laughs> and you said no problem and so then they told me they said well we got a call at 12 noon and they changed the rules <laughs> and so so i end up sleeping in a in the airport oh, no. on one of the benches yeah horrible <laughs> man horrible oh rough yeah and there was nobody there was nobody in the airport. I mean, no one. I, that really was just shock to me. No one in the airport. Yeah, I've been seeing that so, a lot. I've been seeing so many empty airports. It's it's really insane. Okay, so what's your even when I went to Shanghai, I flew out. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Flew from Guangzhou to Shanghai, and in Shanghai was Shanghai was completely empty. Also, mm -hmm. really surprised me. Yeah. I think they're gonna be empty for a little bit longer now. They just announced nobody can come into China. So, right really... now, it also didn't they announce that only one, one per week, right? One air, one, one aircraft 
per week. week. Yeah, per, per country. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you talk about slow traffic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know how that how that would work. How do you book a flight? I, I mean, it must be ex expensive as heck. No, for sure. Well. I I don't know. I got I got a friend of mine up in in San Francisco, and he was scheduled to go back home. He lives in. He's from China. Yeah. He was back home on April first, and he said, "I'm not sure if they're going to keep my flight or not." Yeah, I don't think so. so probably. Rough times. So, what's your plan? You think what? about it. Or right, go ahead. One, one aircraft from America, all of America, <laughs> per week. Huh? Yeah, how is that possible? <laughs> not, not one aircraft from San Francisco, one aircraft from, from, from New York, one aircraft from L.A. One for all of America. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, so you're asking what my plans are now, huh? Yeah, I guess maybe we'll, you know, get toward, maybe we can just hear next steps and, and how, if, you know, how people yeah. can connect with you if they, if they need to or want to. So, so for me, I'm like you. I work mostly on the internet. You Great. know, that's Great. where I, I mean I do most of my stuff distance, so that's not a problem. So I'm in California now. Okay. Um, fortunately, fortunately for me, I don't live in a city. I live in in the country, and so I've got acreage, and I can go outside and you know enjoy myself or whatever. You. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> So, um, so, uh, so right now we'll, we'll see what happens, but, um, my plan is to wait till September and then head back to China because okay. I still have a lot of things I've got to do in China. Yep. Yep. And so my plan is to go back in September and see what happens, you know, okay. but I don't know. Oh, yeah, nobody, you know, nobody knows. This super explosion of, it's... yeah, well, and, and we have so many cases right now coming out in in America. Yeah. It's really bad, Michael. I've been yeah. seeing the numbers. So. It's scary. Well, stay safe. It seems like you're in a better, yeah. an okay spot, so I feel feel okay for you. And uh, uh, is there any way maybe we can link to your LinkedIn or anything people can find you online? or? Oh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um you can find me online on on LinkedIn. Um, uh, my uh, that's probably the best place. Okay, yeah. sure. We'll put Just it in look the up notes. Russell Morgan. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So cool. Thanks so much, Russell. <laughs> Thank cool. you for sharing your story with us. It's I'm good. glad. I'm glad you made it home. <laughs> I know. I barely made it. Like now, everybody's been flooding me with the links of China closing down. So, yeah, I made it by the skin of my teeth. Like, yeah. it's been an intense. Intense time for all of us. So, and and for you, you have to go back there because you have a wife. Yeah, my wife there. and kids. My my life is here. So I guess I'm stuck yeah. here. If uh, if there's something right. I can do for you, let me know. I don't know. I have this feeling. A lot of people are asking me to help them, and I have another Chinese uh, friend stuck in our uh, Houston, and I you know, and it's like the tables have oh. turned. Yeah. So he he's uh, getting nervous, and uh, it's crazy times. Yeah, it, it, people are stuck everywhere. I, I have a Russian friend of mine that's stuck in Laos, mm. and she can't she can't get out. Got it. You know, so people are stuck all over the world right now. Yep. So weird, weird world we're living in at the moment. Yeah, that's I mean, I guess sure. there'll be stories forever. We'll be sharing where were you when this happened forever now for the rest of our life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Russell. Can't wait to be telling my grandkids. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> we'll be telling everybody forever. This this is going to be in the history books for sure. Unbelievable. All right, buddy. Well, uh, stay safe and enjoy, and uh, we'll be in touch. We'll keep, you know, keep chatting as always. Very cool. Thanks, Michael. You Thank have a great day. You too. You too. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so if, if you enjoyed his webinars, enjoyed kind of connecting with people more than just consuming his podcast, I know a lot of you just want to hear the podcast. That's totally fine. I hope this enjoys, you know, I, we spend quite a bit of time and money making these podcasts as well as, you know, uh, engaging with these amazing experts. 
if you want to go above and beyond, we have a private community, gfavip.com. It's got a private forum, so many courses, so many different things to do inside, and monthly calls. We might even do some special calls, special deals, special access to anything we have in our community. So, such as load pipe, they get first dibs to that, and other things we're doing. So, if you really enjoy what you're hearing and want to connect with me and others, I'd love to see you on the inside gfavip.com. Okay, thank you, Russell, for sharing. And we uh, we had an intense, intense uh, couple of days. Sorry, I think this battery's dying here. Hopefully, I can get a new one. My ATR2100, my microphone I usually use, is locked in my Manila apartment. <laughs> I'm still kind of adjusting to this insanity here. Uh, most of my stuff is locked in an apartment in Manila. And I am freezing cold in the north of China. It's hot there. But anyway, I don't want to complain, but we're all like getting thrown all over the place. I've been hearing stories. I'll hopefully get more people like Russell on the shows. Maybe it'll be more of these double headers. I think there's just gonna be so many of these stories coming out from everybody getting stuck here, stuck there, can't go in there, can't go in there. I have a Chinese friend, I think I mentioned in the show, I don't want to say his name, but he's stuck in Texas. He's loading up on guns. He did a video call with me and he showed me his rifle. He's ordered a shotgun. Uh, by mail and he, he's like got extra fuel tanks in his car and he's barricaded the windows in his ca car and put canned food in there in a tent and he's ready that if things go nuts he'll go to the, go out into the wilderness and uh, protect himself with uh, his cans and his tent and his gun so uh, it is really really insane right now <laughs> like um, as always we have our show notes and this is going to be globalformation.com slash 300 300 shows, interviews only, not even accounting the e-commerce collider, not even accounting all the other podcasts I've been doing over the years. I hope you enjoy. The big push now is going to be this whole load pipe system. And first of all, getting medical supplies to people all around the world that need it. And we have added factories with certifications with all the things that they need. If you're a listener and you're involved in this community, you want to get involved in what we're doing. We have so much opportunity here. We need to put more quality products on this platform. We need to get more quality buyers buying these products, filling up these MOQs. We need more uh, service providers helping us to make sure that these products are good and that we get good ones in and we are shipping them correctly. So all these things are happening now and I would uh, I would just really appreciate you guys. You can check it out at load, L-O-A-D-P-I-P-E.com and you can uh, register. It's approval only, it's private beta. If you uh, could shoot me an email, uh, or if you're on our email list, you'll, you'll be invited in unless there's something something weird wrong uh, I would just really like this and I think this is the future of way we can kind of help the community and help support what we do there will be more to come and uh, again this is episode 300 double header I hope you enjoyed that little webinar of the story of this load pipe system and what we're trying to do to help the community and uh, foster the community and help get these supplies to people that need it and then the second one with this whole Russell Morgan sleeping on the streets again I'm Mike Michelini global from asia podcast thanks again for listening stay safe and uh try not to lose your mind you know i think it will come out of this stronger let's try to get out of this stronger not weaker all right take care bye-bye to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in